Amen. Well, good morning. Happy New Year. I uh, hope that you all had a great Christmas with your families and uh, are enjoying the, the new year. Uh, two days in, right? January 2nd, right? 2022, everyone are already ready to write 22 instead of 21. Uh, you know, you'll have to be, be ready by Wednesday for sure, right? Uh, so uh, if we haven't met before, my name is Matt, Matt Moe, Matty Moe, the Matt. Uh, some people just call me Moe, whatever you want to call me, it's all right, that guy. Uh, I am uh, the student pastor and online campus pastor here at Carpenter's Way, and I'm uh, excited for this opportunity to come and share with you this morning. Typically, I'm back in a closet somewhere running some sound or something, but it's good to, good to be out here and good to see you all this morning. Start off the new year uh, with you guys. Um, uh, so we're going to jump into uh, continue the, the series that Jesse started back a couple weeks ago uh, called A Tired and Weary World Can Rejoice. Uh, and, and so uh, I remember Jesse uh, leading up to this series, leading up to Christmas, was talking about how he was kind of unusually excited about Christmas, right? Like uh, he was looking forward to telling people Merry Christmas. I think he said it like the week before Thanksgiving, which we know is like a cardinal sin. Uh, and he's excited about Christmas music and, and you know, the whole season. And, and I find myself also being alongside him, being a bit more excited uh, than usual for Christmas, even before Thanksgiving. I, I'm someone who believes, like, or, or have, has grown up going, you don't do Christmas until Thanksgiving. But I know there are many that, that enjoy, like, once Halloween's over with, it, it, it's Christmas season. Like, you know, we'll, 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 do, we'll go eat some turkey on Thanksgiving, but uh, November 1st, we're, 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 ready for the, we're ready for the lights and the tree. And so how many of you decorate the day, the day after Halloween? Like, you're, you're ready. Anybody? And we, <clears throat> y'all, y'all wait till Thanksgiving? Thanksgiving decorators? Is that what you do for... Uh, how, how many of you still have Christmas lights up? You have, so so you, you, you're ready, like, hey, let, let's decorate. But you're, you're going to let Christmas linger for a little bit, right? Like, uh, let, let's not hurry up and pack it up yet. Let's, let's keep Christmas around. Uh, and, and I think that the reason that this excitement exists is because uh, a tired and weary world can rejoice. We see that in our own lives. We see that in our own world. We, we, we look back, Jesse brought us through uh, the prophecies of Isaiah and, and the promises God had for uh, Christ to come, the Messiah to come, and, and to bring salvation to the Israelites, to bring salvation to the world. Uh, and I think that we look back and, and we, you know, we, we understand that need for relief. We understand that need for redemption in our own lives. And so I think that's why we look forward to uh, the joy, the hope that Christmas brings us. And e- even the silly things like, like a Christmas tree and the lights, all, the, all those things fill us with warmth and excitement, but leads to, you know, what we, what we picture as the Christmas story with the manger and uh, the, the wise men and the shepherds and whatnot. And so uh, I wanted to keep, keep us in that mind frame here as we, uh, you know, it's January 2nd, the new year, but I think that we can still celebrate uh, the joy, the reason for Christmas, even throughout the entire year. So that's what we're going to talk about this morning. Um, I'm someone who really enjoys getting into like behind the scenes type of things, documentaries, learning about why people do the things that they do and how they do it, but, you know, the, the, the mind frame for somebody that does whatever it might be. I'm someone who back on, you know, when we had DVDs, uh, they would come with the special features and they would have a commentary by the director. I would sit there and watch the movie with the, the commentary by the director because I wanted to know why he directed the way he did or why the character, he wrote the character the way he did. I want to know that. Uh, all, all that kind of 
in, in the brain stuff. And, and when I look at Scripture, when I read Scripture, I think the same way. I, I, I oftentimes I read a story in the Bible, and I, and I want to know, like, what was in the mindset of, of Peter when he was walking on, on water? Or what, what, were these, what were these people, these characters that we read about? Uh, thinking during, during the time they were they were going through it, and so uh, I just want to keep that in mind. Let you know, let you in with me uh, as we go through this. We're going to jump into John thirteen. Uh, we're going to camp in that John thirteen through seventeen area this morning. Um, and so, some context: uh, the uh, John thirteen is right at the tail end of Jesus's ministry. Uh, it's, it's about to be time for him to to depart the world, as we're about to read. Um, and the disciples, the 12 disciples, uh, have been following Jesus for three years, getting to be uh, a part of, of his ministry, getting to see him do miracles and, and teach these sermons that challenged what the religious rulers of the day were, were talking about and really just turned the world upside down. Um, and, and these disciples are, uh, we, uh, scholars believe, somewhere between 13 and 30 years old, uh, and, and had grown up hearing about these, these prophecies that we now look back and go, these were fulfilled during Christmas. Uh, they, they, they grew up knowing and hearing about these, these prophecies and these promises, knowing that God at some point is going to send a Messiah. And so as they're walking with Jesus, seeing his ministry, they, they become to realize that this, this must be the Messiah. This must be him. Getting to spend that time with him. Getting to spend that time with and as we know, Emmanuel, which means God with us. And so I think that that's uh, important to keep in mind as we, we, we start to read John 13, verse 1. It says, Now before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew that his hour had come to depart out of this world to the Father, having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. So this says that Jesus knows that his, the hour is coming for him to depart from the world. Uh, and so he wants to spend this last Passover meal uh, which is which is uh, like like our, like our Thanksgiving uh, for the, for the Israelites. This was a, a historic time, uh, something to celebrate, and he wanted to spend that time with the people that he loved, uh, the, the the people that he he walked around with for three years. Um, and, and so during this, John chapter thirteen through uh, seventeen is it's all set in this one setting of this Passover meal, uh, Jesus with his disciples. Uh, we're not going to read through it, but immediately after this verse, he, he begins to uh, uh, wash the disciples' feet and, and set an example for what it means to be a servant, to be a servant leader. Uh, I'm sure it was, it was mind-blowing for, for the disciples to sit there and, and for the Messiah, Jesus Christ, to get on his knees and wash their feet. Uh, you, you, you read, and Peter, Peter's like, uh, hey, if you're gonna wash my feet, wash my whole body. And he, he just he's you know he, he goes from what are you doing to hey just just clean all of me. Uh, and and then we we and after that uh, Jesus foretells the betrayal of Judas. Uh, and then uh, he he tells Peter about the de- denial that he's going to uh, to go through during Jesus' uh, trials. Uh, and then in verse 33, uh, chapter, chapter 13, verse 33 to 35. Jesus gives the disciples a new commandment, and he says, Little children, yet a little while while I am with you, you will seek me, and just as it said to the Jews, so now I also say to you, Where I am going, you cannot come. A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another. Just as I loved you, you are also to love one another. By this, all people will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. 
And so, uh, as we're talking about context, these Israelites, these Jews, they've grown up knowing about the uh, the, the 513 Levitical laws. We, you know, we, we know about the, uh, the Ten Commandments in Exodus, but then in Leviticus and Deuteronomy, we, we, the, the Israelites are given 500 other commandments that they have to follow. And, and, and these Israelites, you know, uh, it's, it's a strict, you got to follow this because that was the way to their salvation and until, uh, you know, a priest came and, and sacrificed the, the sheep. Um, and so Jesus here is setting a new standard, taking all those commandments and, and whittling it down to one, love like I have loved you. This is the new standard. This is the new commitment. And so Jesus knows that it is a, you know, impossible task for, for us, for disciples to, to, to love completely like Christ has loved. But uh, he promises a, a new helper. And so that's, uh, we're going to jump down to, to John 14, verse 15. Uh, he starts off by saying, if you love me, you will keep my commandments, establishing that new standard. And in verse 16, Jesus says, I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper to be with you forever. Even the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him, for he dwells with you, and will be in, be in you. So, Jesus gives this new standard, says, uh, understands that it's going to be hard to keep, and promises another helper. And the word another that he uses there, the Greek word for another is olos, which means another of the same sort, or like another of the same cut of cloth, or another of the same essence. What Jesus is promising here is not another teacher, or another rabbi, or another prophet, but he's teaching another helper who is just like himself, another helper who has the same essence as Christ. Uh, and so, you know, during, during the Christmas season, we celebrate what? Emmanuel, which means God with us, right? And so Jesus here is saying that uh, this helper is the same cloth as Emmanuel, God with us. Um, and he says, not only is this helper going to come and help you, but he's going to be with you. He's going to dwell inside of you, which... I think for the, the Israelites must have been a bit of a mind blower because at this time, the presence of God was exclusive to just the temple, right? Uh, the, 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 the Israelites weren't allowed to go into the temple. Just the common man, it was for the priest alone to go and, and, and speak to God. But here, uh, uh, Jesus is talking to these, these men, these young men who were, uh, were fishermen and uh, carpenters and tax collectors and saying, this helper that is also like me, Emmanuel, will be inside of you, will dwell inside of you. And so I think that must have been a, a bit of a mind blower for them. And, and, he, he, and he even continues with this. Uh, in John 16, uh, first off, he starts with, uh, with talking about how the world uh, is going to persecute his followers. Uh, it's not going to be an easy go, uh, being a follower of Christ and, and teaching the, preaching the gospel uh, preaching, uh, preaching this about loving one another. Uh, and so he, he, he gets back to promising more about the helper. In verse, uh, chapter 16, verse 7, uh, Jesus says, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. I like to imagine the, 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 the faces of the disciples during the time when Jesus says this, that it's to your advantage that I go away. I think that it must have been a jaw dropper for these disciples because remember, 
they, they've heard about the Messiah. They, they, they know the promise of the Messiah to come and bring salvation. They believe that the Messiah is going to come and to free, free the Israelites from the oppression of, of, of Rome and to uh, establish a new kingdom for the Israelites to, be, to, to rule, rule over all the earth. Uh, but here in, in, this, in this passage, chapter 13 through 17, uh, Jesus is preparing the disciples for his departure, he's, he's about to leave them, so they're going, where, where are you going? Why can't we come with you? Uh, he's giving them a new commandment, and he's promising this new helper that will dwell inside of them. And he's saying, it's to your advantage that the helper is with you rather than Christ himself. Um, and so I, I think that must have been mind-blowing, and I think it still might be something that is hard for us to comprehend ourselves today, even in 2022, even as people who may have grown up uh, in the church or, or, or just knowing about Christ and what Christ has done for us, to hear that it is to our advantage to have the Holy Spirit with us rather than Christ himself physically being right here. He says it's better for us because it's the, the spirit of the living God dwelling inside of us. And so while, while, we're, while we've been looking at uh, a tired and weary world, how it can rejoice because of what God has done, uh, the promises that God has delivered on. Uh, I believe that that doesn't have to be just exclusive to Christmas because when we, when we celebrate Christmas, again, we celebrate Emmanuel, right? God with us. And so if the reason for the season is Jesus, that God is with us, then the reason for the season continues even after Christmas all year long because the Holy Spirit dwelling inside of us, God is still with us. God is going, going with us um, into, into whatever community we, that we go into, whatever part of life that we go into. And so uh, I think that whenever we, you know, when we, get, when we finally get ready to pack up our decorations and we put Christmas away in the closet, we don't have to be living in despair, waiting for Christmas to come back around in, in next December, We're waiting for that hope uh, and joy to come back around. We can, we, can, we can dwell on that hope and that joy all year long because the Holy Spirit dwells inside of us. The reason remains. So um, I, I just wanted to look at how the Holy Spirit helps us. And we're going uh, to stay here right in John uh, verse 13, or chapter 13 through 17. But um, you know, New Year's resolution, maybe some of you are wanting to get into the Bible and, and read. And so I would suggest maybe starting an Acts. If you're, if you're looking for maybe something to to start uh, reading this year, start with Acts. Uh, because in, in Acts chapter 2, we see the Holy Spirit enter, uh, enter the picture and uh, the Holy Spirit comes on, on, on the, the disciples and, and all of a sudden they're preaching, they're, they're teaching the word of, of Christ and thousands upon thousands of people come to know Jesus just in a matter of, uh, of a few chapters in Acts, right? And so uh, what, what we see there in Acts is the, the first Acts of the church, right? And so I would encourage you, if you're looking for something to read, get in that and look at the history and the foundation of the church that, that all leads to why we're even here um, this morning. Uh, but I wanted to, to look at four ways the Holy Spirit helps us, and we're going to just stick here in John uh, chapter 14. Uh, but there's so much more in the New Testament that uh, is written about the Holy Spirit. So I would encourage you all to go and look, look that up. So uh, the first way that the Holy Spirit helps us that we see here in, in John is uh, John chapter 14, verse 26 where Jesus says, the, the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. And so what I get from that is that the reason that we even have this, the, the, the scriptures as we have them, is because of the work of the Holy Spirit. 
that uh, as it says here, the, uh, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance that all that I have said to you. The reason that the disciples and uh, the authors of the New Testament were even able to, to put pen to paper and, and write about these things was because the Holy Spirit inspired them and the Holy Spirit worked in their, in their minds to help remember the things that Christ said and Christ did. And so uh, when, when John says that, uh, in, in the last chapter of John, he says that Christ did so many things uh, he could write about it, but it would, it would fill the entire world, is what John says. And, and I think that he's able to recall and rem- remember those things because of the work of the Holy Spirit. And so we have, we have truth. We're guided in truth by, uh, as Jesus calls them, the spirit of truth. Uh, the second way the Holy Spirit helps us is he helps us bear the witness of Christ. John 15, verse 26. Jesus says, But when the Helper comes, whom I will send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth, who proceeds from the Father, he will bear witness about me, and you will also bear witness, because you have been with me from the beginning. And so uh, we we took a look there at John chapter 13 about the new commandment to love one another. And I believe that if we're obedient and we love in the way that Christ has loved us, uh, the Holy Spirit helps us to bear an image of Christ to the people that are around us. To, to uh, bring hope and to bring joy into our communities to, as, as uh, they get an, uh, an opportunity to see what, what, what Christ was like, oh, the witness of Christ. And I think that even now as I'm speaking, if, there's any, if any of the words that are coming out of my mouth take any significance to your heart and to your mind, I believe that that's because of the work of the Holy Spirit. Uh, because the Holy Spirit is taking the words that come out of my mouth and, and communicating it to, to you in a way that you... Uh, can grasp and understand and, and, and grow deeper uh, in the Word. And I think that's the work of the Holy Spirit. The third way is that he calls us to repentance. Uh, John chapter 16, verse 8 through 11. Jesus says, uh, And when he comes, he will convict the world concerning sin and righteousness and judgment. Concerning sin, because they do not believe in me. Concerning righteousness, because I go to the Father, and you will see me no longer and concerning judgment, because the ruler of this world is judged. And so I, I thank God that the Holy Spirit calls us to repentance because, uh, as he says here, convicts the world of sin. I think that uh, uh, the Holy Spirit helps to, to show the world, those who are lost, who aren't followers of Christ, what it means to, uh, for, for God to be evident, for God to, to exist, for, for the sacrifice of Christ to, to save the world, but not only to uh, convert the lost to being followers, but even in our own lives as believers, the Holy Spirit helps us to uh, be convicted of the things going on in our lives. And the way God works, the way the Holy Spirit works, is I, I'm preparing for this message and... Uh, over Christmas break, got into an argument with, with one of my siblings, with, with my brother, and uh, it's an argument where I feel like I'm right in, and I want to hang on to that and cling on to that, cling on to that bitterness kind of, uh, and the whole time the Holy Spirit's going, hey, you know, this isn't, this isn't right, this isn't of the Spirit, this isn't of God, this isn't loving as Christ loved us. Um, the Holy Spirit has, has been convicting me over the, the, the past week about, um, you know, the way that I've been living fleshly and pridefully. And, uh, and, and so I thank God for that. I thank God that, that, uh, that the Holy Spirit continues to work on us, even as, as we follow Christ. Uh, 
uh, all, all through uh, this last semester, the, the students, we, we looked at uh, Romans 12, and we looked at how Paul wrote that, 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 that our Christian life is a, is, a, is a battle, a wrestling between the flesh and the spirit. Uh, and so I, I thank God that he continues to, to mold us and to shape us uh, through the work of the spirit. And then the fourth way, uh, the Holy Spirit helps us glorify Christ. John 16, verse 13 through 14 uh, says, when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth. But for, uh, for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak. And he will declare to you the things that are to come. He will glorify me, for he will take what is mine and declare it to you. All that the Father has is mine. Therefore, I said that he will take what is mine and declare it to you. And so the Holy Spirit isn't coming, as Jesus says, he isn't coming on his own authority to establish a new message of his own or a new agenda, but he's coming to glorify Christ. He's coming to help us in glorifying Christ. And so if we're to, to keep the new, the new commandment of loving God uh, or, or loving one another as Christ loved us, uh, the Holy Spirit is helping us in doing that. The Holy Spirit helps us to, uh, to see how we can love our neighbor as we should, uh, how to be forgiving when, when we want to be prideful and, and, and hang on to the bitterness that, that, uh, that maybe an argument brings or whatever it might be in our lives. The Holy Spirit is there guiding us in truth and helping us to grow closer, uh, closer to Christ, closer to God, living, uh, living so that we glorify Christ. Uh, and so to, so to finish up, I just want to bring attention to the, the mission statement for Carpenter's Way. Uh, which, which is that we exist to influence our community with the grace and truth of Jesus Christ. Uh, and, and so we, we believe that when we say our community, our understanding for community is that your community is wherever you go. Your community is wherever you are, where, whether it be, be here, whether it be with your family, whether it be with friends at school, at work, uh, whether it be when you go to Walmart or Casa Olay. You, you are an influence to your community wherever you are through the grace and truth of Jesus Christ. Uh, and we believe that, that that's our mission that we should do that because our community is tired. Our community is tired and weary, just like we've been talking about all month long, this past month for Christmas. That we that uh, we live in a world that is tired and weary. It's been it's been tired and weary since the beginning of time, as uh, as sin has separated our relationship between between us and God. Uh, it, it was tired and weary when when Christ entered the world, and it's tired and weary now. The, the, the past two years have, have been rough, right? Um, and, and many, I'm sure some of you can attest that life's been more rough than just the last two years. And so our community is tired and weary, and we, we ourselves may be tired and weary. Um, but I believe that as a Christ follower, when you step into the community, another, which is the same essence of Christ, which is Emmanuel, God with us, dwells inside of us. And so... Uh, though we might be tired and weary and the world might be tired and weary around us, Christ promises that the Holy Spirit dwells inside of us. And the reason for the hope and the joy that we celebrate Christmas of God being with us is still there. The reason continues. And so as you step into your communities, uh, I, I encourage you and challenge you as we begin 2022 be in tune with the Spirit. Live every day, live every moment every step uh, by how the Spirit guides you, how the Holy Spirit moves you. Be in tune to how you can love on the waitress at Casa Le or the cashier at Walmart. Or be in tune to how you can love your teachers or love your students around us or your bosses or your coworkers. Uh, 
wherever your community might be, even on social media. I know Facebook, you know, that, that's our community as well, the, the, the way that we behave on, on Facebook and whatnot. And I, and I believe that we can be an influence in our community even there. And so I would encourage you as we go on through 2022 just to uh, get into the Word and get into uh, growing with the Spirit, feeding the Spirit rather than feeding the flesh. Um, and so uh, let me pray and we'll, and we'll be dismissed. Uh, dear God, I thank you for today. God, I thank you for um, uh, allowing us all to come together and just to worship you, uh, to look back on and remember the things that you've done for us in our lives, God, the way that you're working, even in our tired and weary world. Lord, I pray that you would help us to be in tune with the Spirit. Uh, I pray that you would help us to, to see the things that the Spirit is convicting us of, that we should hand over to you to, to, to put behind us, God, as we, um, as we continue to walk, uh, following you, following your commandments, God. Lord, I pray that you would help us to, to see the opportunities that, that you give us uh, each and every day, uh, each and every moment to, to influence our community with the grace and truth of Jesus Christ. God, I pray that you would bless us as we go on throughout our day, and I pray that you would be glorified through, through our actions and our words. And uh, Jesus' name, amen.